Welcome to The Gone Show, the show where my guests and I explore anything and anyone that is now gone or might as well be. On tonight's episode, it's big, it's furry, and it's extinct. That's right, we'll be talking about the woolly mammoth. And now, joining the world and beyond from the Gone Show studio in the American Midwest, the host of the Gone Show, Bannon Backus. Hello and good evening. Thank you for joining me and my guests for the Gone Show. Speaking of guests, tonight I'm joined by Jay Stewart, who is a brain in a jar. As usual, I can't think of a better way to spend an evening than by being right here. Thanks, Jay. The show wouldn't be the same without you. Also joining me is John Mad Jack Mitten, who, having passed away in the United Kingdom in 1834, now manifests himself as an oversized mouth and mustache. I usually have a pleasant enough time whilst here, but as an honorable gentleman, I feel obliged to let it be known that I have nowhere else to go. Really? I can tell you where to go. And are you talking about hell? Yeah. How dare you? And last but not least, Stanislaw Kapustin is also joining me. Stanislaw is a cosmonaut who was also a member of a still-classified project of the Soviet space program. On behalf of Mother Russia and myself, I am happy to be here. Uh, You know, it just occurred to me that because of the outer space helmet that you always wear in the studio, I've never seen your face, Stanislaw. Stanislaw Kapustin means no disrespect. My space helmet simply relaxes me. And you're more than welcome to do whatever you need to do in order to make yourself comfortable here, Stanislaw. And what about me? What about you? Am I encouraged to make myself comfortable as well? Are you uncomfortable? New? Then what's the point of your question? What question? Well, now that we've got that settled... And why are you giving me that look? Oh, no reason. Anyway, moving on to tonight's topic, we'll be discussing the Pleistocene's own Mammothus primogeneus. What the devil did you just say? Uh, Mammothus primogeneus. Stanislaw Kapustin is familiar with that nomenclature. You may be more familiar with the synonymous term woolly mammoth. Oh, the woolly mammoth. Like from the Flintstones. Right. Am I supposed to know what a woolly mammoth is? Are we talking about a giant sheep? Really, you've never heard of a woolly mammoth? No. Should I? You saw them a lot in the Flintstones. The Flintstones? What in the name of... The woolly mammoth is simply an extinct species of elephant. We're talking about an extinct species of elephant tonight. Well, one might have just said so. I guess there's no real reason to expect that you'd be familiar with it, but I will say that the remains of the woolly mammoth were identified in 1796, which was around the time of your heyday, 
by Georges Cuvier as belonging to an extinct species of elephant. Georges Cuvier, that name sounds French. It is. Well, that explains it. The French. Yep, that explains it. And for anyone else who might be unfamiliar with the species, a male woolly mammoth could reach up to around 11 feet in height at the shoulder and weigh as much as around 6 tons. And, of course, they had large curved tusks and were covered in fur. Now, if I remember correctly, the woolly mammoth lived in the cold. Correct. It's somewhat of a poster child for the Ice Age. Hence the fur. Right. See, I catch on rather quickly. According to my research, woolly mammoths resided primarily in northern Eurasia and North America, and they lived from approximately 400,000 years ago to about 4,000 years ago, at least for a very small population of them. Only 4,000 years ago. That's just plain not too long ago. Yeah, modern humans existed at the same time as did the woolly mammoth. As a matter of fact, I found that woolly mammoths were one of the most common animals to be featured in art created by Ice Age humans. Stanislaw Kapustin believes that modern humans might once again exist alongside the woolly mammoth. What makes you say that, Stanislaw? Would it be okay for Stanislaw Kapustin to take a moment and contact his superiors? I do not know exactly how much I can say. Ew, intriguing. Uh, sure, you can go ahead and do that. And in the meantime, we'll take a short break. We'll be right back with more of The Gone Show. On tonight's episode of Soup to Nuts, the marketing department at Liquid Gold Soup Company has a new employee who's eager to shake things up. John, I know that you started this company and made it what it is today, but your marketing strategy is stale. What are you talking about? Well, as you know, I graduated at the top of my class in marketing. I have a million ideas, but for starters, we need to think outside the box. You see, that's just what worries me. Our products come in cans. Soup to Nuts. Watch a new episode of television's hottest sitcom tonight. Check your local listings for networks and showtimes. What do you get for the person who has everything? How about a pet penne? Roll over, Pet Rock, because the pet penne is the new inanimate pet in town. To the casual observer, a simple tube-shaped pasta. To its owner, a lifelong and loyal friend. When you open the pet penne carrier, you'll find the pet penne asleep in its bedding, which just happens to look like a miniature strainer. But just give your new friend a gentle nudge, and you'll see just how easily it takes to its new surroundings. And each pet penne comes with a packet of tomato sauce, for whenever it feels like going for a swim, as well as a packet of flour that, when combined with water, can be used to give your pet penne the medical attention that this party pasta might sometimes need. Find the Pet Penne wherever fun gifts are sold. The Pet Penne. Start a new friendship and let it flower. Welcome back to the Gone Show. Welcome back to the Gone Show. Tonight we've been talking about the woolly mammoth 
And joining me for that discussion has been Jay Stewart, John Mitten, and Stanislaw Kapustin. And it looks like Stanislaw is just getting back from having spoken with his superiors about something related to tonight's topic. Uh, how... How did it go, Stanislaw? Unfortunately, Stanislaw Kapustin has been directed to treat all inside information regarding the Yakutsk facility as classified. Do come on, you pussycat. Give us something. I totally understand, but I am more than a little disappointed because in doing my due diligence before the show, I came across the facility that I think you're talking about. Stanislaw Kapustin is aware of some information having been officially released to the public. So my understanding is that the Russian government is planning to build a cloning facility in Yakutsk, Russia, which happens to be known as the, quote, coldest city in the world, end quote, and with that facility bring several extinct species from the Ice Age back to life. Yabba dabba do. Yes, that is essentially what has been officially released. I simply cannot believe that the Russian Empire is funding this sort of necromancy. Why would people want undead six-ton animals wandering around their country? Stanislaw Kapustin reminds you that the name Russian Empire has not been accurate for more than 100 years. Whatever you say, Alexander Pushkin, I simply don't agree with the raising of the dead by way of witchcraft. John, we can talk after the show if you're really interested, but in the meantime... Know that there are some important differences between cloning and witchcraft. Name one difference. Witchcraft involves witchcraft, and cloning does not involve witchcraft. Name two differences. Now, I may not see it as witchcraft, but is it wise to bring an extinct species back to life? It's a great question. Um, have any of you ever seen Jurassic Park? Jurassic Park? I've become absolutely convinced that you're just fabricating words tonight. I am not just making up words. It's the name of a very popular book and movie. Stanislaw Kapustin has heard of this book, but I read mostly non-fiction. So, this Jurassic Park has something to do with woolly mammoths? Well, not exactly, but it has to do with dinosaurs being brought back to life through cloning. Oh, I see. Now, I will say that what was very interesting about the Flintstones is that it took place in prehistoric times, so there was never a need for cloning within that narrative. Jurassic Park is one of my all-time favorite movies. All of us should get together at my place and watch it sometime, actually. Well, now, that sounds as if it would make for a very pleasant evening. Stanislaw Kapustin could bring home a teacher Malako. Did I make the mistake of mentioning earlier that I don't have a lot going on? Well, no pressure, John. You knew how things sometimes just pop up. Not that I'd ever want to miss. What was it? Mammoth Menagerie? Jurassic Park. Oh, yes. Jurassic Park. Of course. Uh Uh-huh. 
moving on. Uh, so at least as far as those of us not connected with secret Russian programs knows, uh, the woolly mammoth is still extinct, and based upon what I've read, scientists believe that either climate change or hunting or both resulted in its extinction. Yeah, apparently there are several specimens of woolly mammoth that show evidence of them having been hunted by humans. How smashing it would be to hunt a woolly mammoth. You didn't even know what it was a few minutes ago. Were you a hunter, John? Oh, indeed. There were few things that I enjoyed more than a spirited fox hunt. A woolly mammoth would be a lot bigger than a fox, John. Yes, and that's where the excitement would come in. And I'll have you know that I thrive in cold climates. There's someone born into a cold climate. Stanislaw Kapustin would like to know more. Well, it just so happens that during my wintertime fox hunts, the thrill of the chase and the resulting bloodlust frequently led me stripping off all of my clothes and pursuing my prey whilst in the nude. You were out there, hunting, walking around in the middle of winter, naked? Who said anything about walking? I was in the nude and on horseback. This image of a predatory beast with seven legs is like something out of Russian folklore. Seven legs. Oh my. Come on, John, are you serious? You actually did that. If I'm lying, I'm dying. Look it up. I believe that it's been chronicled. Why would you do that? Don't knock it until you try it. That is not going to happen. Too bad for you. One of the great experiences of my life was that of piercing the heavy winter air with diamond-hard nipples. The simultaneous sensations of a frigid wind that follows every crevice of your body, and the tickle of snowflakes melting on your inner thighs is nothing short of rapture. Jesus, John. Oh, yes. Stinislaw Kapustin will never look at winter in the same way. Oh, is this building equipped with air conditioning? No. If I were to focus all of my energies, I wonder if it might just be possible for me to manifest my nipples. John, if I see even one semi-transparent nipple floating in the air, I will lose it. I think you're afraid that you'll like it. Yeah, that's it. Uh, alright, well, look at the time. We need to be wrapping things up, so Jay, would you please, for the love of God... Give us your final thoughts on the woolly mammoth. Well, in light of recent revelations, I wish that I had something more thrilling to contribute. But for me, the woolly mammoth reminds me of those few times in the early 1960s 
when I got back from the office early enough to enjoy some innocent laughs in front of the television. Please do not worry, Jay. I think that we've had just about enough thrills this evening. And, John, this is usually your turn to chime in, but... There's no need to worry. I abstain. The only things I want to talk about at the moment are nipples. Firm, nearly frostbitten nipples. Oh, yes. Stanislaw, please. Stanislaw Kapustin wishes that he could divulge more information about the resurrection of this species. But if I did, the amount of trouble that I would be in would be mammoth. And rest assured, that's the last thing that we want, Stanislaw. We totally understand. And there you have it, the woolly mammoth. As the saying goes, quote, an elephant never forgets, end quote. And whether we ever see the woolly mammoth lumber across the earth once more, we're unlikely to forget it as well. To my guests and listeners, thank you all, and until next time, good evening and good gone. The Gone Show was produced, created, performed, and written by Bannon Backus. The Gone Show is a presentation of BoomTube, B-O-O-M-T-O-O-B. All rights are reserved. Visit BoomTube online at BoomTube.com and Facebook.com slash BoomTube Network.